Hey, hey, welcome back everyone to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm your host, Tom Morcus, and today I sit down with Hussein Banakwala, who is the chief coach at Parwaz Consulting. I brought Hussein on the call today to talk about project management, specifically how do we get things done quickly and efficiently, and do it in as organized a fashion as possible so that we can ship on time and profitably. So while the typical, I think, generic project management might sound boring, for me, this is actually particularly interesting because I think the idea of project management and getting things done efficiently and effectively is you know, interesting and a useful kind of pursuit of our, our time and energy because, of course, we'll be more profitable if we do things better. But more importantly, maybe more pragmatically for you, this is going to be about how you can get things done better, faster, uh, and ultimately reclaim more of your time. So we talk about and zoom in on solopreneurs and creatives and how you can use this to kind of improve your own personal time management and get back more hours out of the day and be more on top of whatever projects you are working on. So we do cover a lot of ground and I think there's a lot of good tidbits in there for everybody. So I really hope you enjoy. And if you do, make sure to leave a review. Go to tomworkus.com slash iTunes and make sure to leave a review for this podcast if you enjoyed. Thanks in advance for your support. All right, Hussein. So I want to start with your origin story, how you got started. Uh, we're going to get to the PMO stuff a little bit briefly, and we're definitely going to be talking about project management. And and as far as like I'm approaching this kind of project management hacks that anyone could implement, you know, even if they're like a solopreneur or, or only have a, you know, a few employees or a few contracts that they work with. But before we get to that, again, how'd you get to this place in time? Uh, what led you to what you're doing today? Oh, that's great. Thanks for thanks so much for having me firstly, Tom. I really appreciate that. So, you know, Tom, I, I got out of college and, and I was uh, I had a computer science degree, but I, I got into consulting right out outside uh, you know, that was my first job. And I started off in a in a in a small consulting firm based in Virginia. And uh, uh, when you're in consulting, you're expected to wear many hats. So even though I started off, you know, as a developer in that consulting company, I was expected to to work directly with clients and 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 project manage things, um, you know whether it's my time, whether it's a client's time, whether it's you know the stuff that I'm working on, um, and then as that progressed and I, I changed from one consulting company to the other, uh, you know that project management stuff grew to program management. So essentially, program management is something where you are um, where you are uh, managing a set of different projects, set of different related projects together. Um, and that that grew into portfolio management, which is uh, you know uh, uh, taking care of a, a, a large set of programs or projects that are related together, and then that led to you know me sort of taking in the reins of, of setting up departments that are responsible for all things projects at organizations. And a lot of the companies that I've you know a, a lot of the consulting companies that I've worked for have been uh, you know very small, 10, 10 or 12 in, in size, or, you know, about 17,000 to 50,000 in size, or even, you know, 500 in size. And the types of clients have been all sort of corporate America type of clients, both in, uh, you know, the corporate space, the federal space, um, everything in between. So, you know, a, a lot of the work that I have done has been with corporate America, but, you know, when I went about starting on and, 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 and doing work for myself, as an entrepreneur, or even when I, um, uh, you know, had my own uh, startup, you know, a, a tech startup here, mm. uh, once I moved to Toronto in Canada, uh, you know, all those lessons sort of came flashing down for me. And, and it really helped me sort of be very, very 
organized and, and structured. So sort of a, a bit of a, a concern there because as a project manager, you know, your, your, your mindset works in a very structured way. And then you're think, thinking and planning a lot. And then the, the entrepreneur side is, is, is not quite the opposite, but you know, you have to sort of let yourself, you know, lose a bit. You have to, you know, get some of the creative juices flowing. You also have to sort of plan to fail. Right. <laughs> and that doesn't really drive well with project management. So, you know, I think entrepreneurship is a great balance between, you know, the, the structure and the unstructured world um, and, and keep keeping, you know, yourself balanced between the two and making sure that while you're taking some risks, you're also taking calculated risks and, and, and walking down uh, that path and looking at things objectively. Um, so, you know, um, basically have about, you know, 14, 15 years of experience in, in project and program management. You know, I'm, I'm working right now focused on helping clients, coaching them to set up departments within organizations that can, that are all responsible for, for projects. So those departments are called project management offices or, or PMOs. Um, you know, I, I do webinars. I, I write a lot on, on LinkedIn and I also have my course on, on LinkedIn learning or some people may know that as lynda.com because hmm. LinkedIn learning was bought over by lynda.com. So, so that's where I am. So tell me a little bit about like, let's, let's just shift into uh, to project management and, and some of these ideas. So we we're talking a little bit offline. I, I thought it was kind of interesting in terms of like kind of how you approach these problem sets at the corporate level, but also kind of on the individual level, which we're going to bring it down to. So, okay. Everybody who's doing anything, entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, writers, uh, and then obviously people who are in corporate America, especially in these, these, you know, say management C-level positions deal with some level of project management. Like if we're doing more than just a rote, uh, you know, muscle memory, you know, you know, job, that's just repetitive. Um, right. There's probably some project management to it. Maybe give me an outline, uh, in terms of like how you, how we should think about project management overview, like 50,000 foot view. And then we can kind of zoom in on the elements, uh, the elements that are kind of critical to the success of a project, which I would say is actually completing it, shipping it, and doing that on time. Those are, I think that's pretty much it. But maybe I'm missing something. So you can kind of go over that with us. No, so I think I think that's a great, great question, Tom. And I think I'd like to go ahead and take this opportunity to, to sort of, you know, bust some myths here around mm-hmm. project management, right? So, so, so a lot of people think, and you know, especially people in the startup world who I'm still, you know, in, in touch with, uh, you know, often think that project management is a just very, very administrative in nature. And that, you know, you just use like a tool, like, you know, sauna or money.com and that's all your project management is all it, that, that that's really about it. Or, you know, they feel that it, it's very administrative in nature and very, I would say dinosaurish where, you know, things are, you know, paperwork, 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 and, you know, slowing things down and, you know, process heavy and stuff like that. But really project management is anything that you want to make out of it to keep yourself organized. So as a definition, a project is anything that has a start date, an end date, and a defined outcome or a service or a result, right? So a lot of people, you know, you usually say, oh, you know what? Hey, Tom, uh, if I asked you, Tom, how was, how was your weekend? You're like, yeah, Sam, it was pretty good. You know, I, you know, I had a weekend project. I had to build a, you know, a cabinet for my garage. Well, yeah, there you go. Cause you know, you wanted to make sure that you built uh, a cabinet for your garage. That was the outcome in a, you know, within your, within the weekend, which was a, a set targeted time frame that you had. Similarly, writing a course, launching a business, uh, you know, writing a book, creating a podcast, um, 
uh, developing a new business model, whatever it is, those are little, little initiatives that are, you know, part of your daily lives, part of your, you know, both your personal and professional lives that are mini projects, if you will, uh, that you have to take care of. And, you know, intuitively you're, you, you know that, oh yeah, I have to do them, get them done by this, by, by, by a certain time. And you go ahead and do them without calling it a, a project or thinking of it as, as an administrative thing, but that is something that you have to do. And the way you do it could be different from the way uh, I do it, Tom, right? So the process to get you there is, is up to up to you completely and, and how how what level of comfort you want to go ahead and, and, and make that happen. So like, let, let me give you and give, go ahead and give you another example. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if I need to go go get groceries done, you know, I, I'll go ahead and, you know, car, take out my pencil, uh, take out a paper or even take out my phone, start typing in exactly what I want. Right. My wife just goes out there into the store and she she, like, she walks down the aisles. Oh, yeah, I need two of these. I need one of these. I need three of these. And we come back and we have the same results. Right. So she prefers to just go and, and take it, you know, go with the flow on, on that. I prefer to have a completely written down list because I know I'm going to forget something. And when I go out to the house, I'm going to start keep on ch- you know, marking those down. But that's my process. I'm more comfortable with that. And, and so how you manage you know, the outcomes and the process is totally up to you. Um, and, and another way of thinking about it is, you know, it's, it's sort of glorified babysitting, right? You, you want to make sure that the babies are, are calm and, and they're happy, they're properly fed. And this is sort of more in, in conjunction with when you're dealing with other people. Right, so if you want to make other people happy when you're, when, you're, when it comes to projects, or you're doing something for someone else, or you have a team that you need to keep an eye, uh, you know, uh, an eye on and make sure that you're managing them, uh, it's essentially you know trying to juggle different balls and and keeping people happy at the same time, and that's what your project management is all about. So let me ask this question, just kind of kick it off. Then, if if that's the case, like, is it is it also true then that some people? Uh, don't need a system or don't need like a framework and they can just like, they're the kind of people who can just kind of go and get something done. Uh, and, and is it just, is it also then just true that like some people do for sure need a system and a process to get things done? Yes. So I think that to start off with, you know, I think that, and and I think that's true for people in, 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 this, in you know, in, in business, whether they're solopreneurs, whether they're a startup with a, with a small team, uh, you know, in the beginning, I think the, the, the goal is to just get things done. So do whatever you need to, but you will know that if you want to start scaling things, you know, you need to have, you need to be able to get things done consistently and predictably, because if you're not able to do that, then you're basically getting in your own way of your own growth and prosperity and scalability. And that's where some sort of a system can come, can be extremely helpful. Okay. So knowing that then how, I guess, how do we know, especially I'm thinking of this from the context of like the solopreneur or the person working in like kind of a small business context, somebody who's trying to like maybe base level, just manage themselves or manage like a few people on one project. Again, where do you zoom in and how do you deconstruct that to make sure that and I'm, uh, I'll preface this in a long way, but I think it's important. Uh, like, so that how do you position that, or how do you how do you break that apart, and then and then approach the problem set of project management in those cases, and and without it being without it taking more time than it actually gives back to you, because 
I, and tell me if I'm wrong in this, maybe you've experienced this, maybe you haven't. I, I feel like I've, I've interacted with a lot of people who try to implement systems and then the system ends up controlling them versus the other way around, or the system ends up being more of a time drain or time suck or energy suck than, than it, than w- without it. Like so the, 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 yeah. the system or the process becomes like the thing. Right. And then they get addicted to that. I think I even made that mistake earlier in my, my career where I was really fixated on like tracking all my time and stuff like that. I'm like, wait a second, is this actually giving me anything? Um, so long, it's a long way to the broad question. And I guess there's kind of yeah. two parts to it, but I'll, I'll just let you take it from there. Tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think of just project management in general, Tom, I mean, if, if I look at the f- different phases of, of a project, you know, the first phase is initiation, right? Do I want to do this or not? That's one. The second, the, the second phase is planning. Okay. If I want to do this, how, how will I go about doing it? The third phase is design. And that's more along the lines of like said, developing a software. But if you, even if you're developing like a business or uh, a system for yourself to control things, how would you go about doing that? The, 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 the fourth phase is the execution. Uh, and then the fifth phase is, is testing and, and, and sixth phase is, is launch, right? Now, I can literally go ahead and, and bring this down to initiation, plan, and execution, right? Now, if I need to... Uh, and let me also give you some examples from, from, from corporate America, right? Depending on the size of the project, the complexity of the systems can vary, right? So for instance, if I, need, if I have a project that uh, is, you know, let's say two weeks long and, and or the budget is just $50,000 versus a project that's, you know, uh, uh, 50, you know, 50 weeks long and requires uh, $500,000 uh, of budget versus, you know, a $30 million program, which is over a couple of years long, the amount of planning required for each of them, the amount of due diligence required for each of them, the amount of control and approvals required for each of them will vary tremendously. And I think that's something that as solopreneurs, you need to keep into account as you are managing yourself. So yeah, sure, you know, you can go ahead and, and figure out how much time you spend on some stuff as a self-audit. But I think uh, I think depending on where you are, you might as well, uh, you know, not do that on a, on a weekly basis, but maybe just do cross checks or, or gut checks on a monthly level. Um, the biggest thing that I would suggest to them is, you know, when you're figuring out uh, what you want to do, what your project is, when it, when it comes to managing the team, be crystal clear on when you want to get that done by, what does success look like for you? And if you, if you have a team that's going to be helping you out with them, then what is important is to figure out um, who is responsible for doing what. And if there is a dependency on uh, somebody's tasks, so for instance, Tom, if you're doing tasks A, B, and C, uh, and if I'm doing tasks uh, D, E, and F, and I know that I can't get done with my, I can't get started with my task F until you're done with your task B, then we are all, we both know about it. I think uh, having having that level of planning and then communicating on a regular basis that can lead to a, a massive success. You know, if you're, if we can just work on silos and we were like, okay, you know what, we're I'll just let you know whenever I'm done. It just not it, it doesn't work that way. So I think I think having that in place. So so again, to just to quickly outline, know what success looks like. If you're working with a team, carve out what the, the roles and responsibilities are and have active communication between the team members and yourself. 
that is is key to success and i don't think you need to go uh into into any further sort of audits when you're kicking things off Got it. Okay. So the other thing we talked about offline was uh, this idea of like kind of a clear view or something I put in my notes that I was like, oh, this would be interesting to, yeah. to talk about. Can you, can you break that down for me, that piece of it and how you, yeah, maybe, maybe just outline that piece and we'll see where we go with it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, one of the things, and I think that this goes from, from all, all levels, you know, even for me as, as a, as a business, uh, business owner, uh, Tom, I'm not sure if you, if you're going through that thing, I know in corporate America, everybody is, is sort of feeling the same pinch is where can I go where I can have a singular view and take a look at, all right, this is what's going on with all my projects or that this is what's going on in my life. This is how I'm, um, the, this is the way I prioritize things. So I can go ahead and shuffle things around up and down. Right. So, you know, there are tools for there. There are whiteboards for there. There are mind maps for there for, for stuff like that. And I think it can work out for you. It can work out in, in any way you want. So know what you're comfortable with, whether it's, you know, you literally drawing down a list of all the things that you're writing down uh, that you're going to be working on and, and, you know, either having it on a piece of paper or, or a whiteboard or translating that onto, you know, real-time board, which is Mara.com or using like tools like Asana or Trello um, or even Slack for that matter. Um, you know, that can be phenomenally helpful as well. For me personally, I, I like to see all of that in a singular view, which is sort of a, a Gantt chart. So a Gantt chart is a, a chart uh, of, of, of your schedule of all the things that you're doing, which basically has a, a, a bar associated with the start and an end date for every activity or every project that you're doing. And then as you're making progress along that, you know, your the the bar's colors start changing from, you know, let's say yellow to blue or whatever. And, you know, so you, based on the, the colors change, you can, you can sort of get a sense of how much work has been done and how much work has been left. And you can sort of gauge whether you're on track on something or you're not. But then based on that, I can also go ahead and, uh, you know, shift things around up and down. And, uh, and based on, you know, if my priorities are changing and I want to focus on something else, uh, that, that's what I like to do. I also prefer to have like a, a detailed checklist of what I want to focus on. So, you know, taking out a, you know, look, looking at, uh, looking at the Gantt chart overall uh, in, in, a, a, in one view is great for, for a 50,000 foot, foot view. But then if I'm looking at what, what do I want to really focus on this week, then, you know, let's say if I'm uh, working out of the seven things that are going on this week, I really want to focus on the first three projects, then I, I look at the tasks that are associated with those, those projects, make checklists out of those and get those done for the week. So I've been through a number of systems and processes. I've gone probably to every extreme from like super <laughs> detailed uh, with everything you just described, Gantt charts, the whole nine yards with employees, tracking time on a per user uh, level myself uh, and this, the whole, whole nine yards. And now I'm at a point where mostly I use like, I, I use like a, a few sticky notes. I use my, my phone like notepad to just write down things I have to do immediately. And, right. then, my, and then my calendar, which is strange because I used to be like, everything was inside Basecamp and I still use Basecamp, but I'm actually like pretty, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't do as much uh, 
detailed planning anymore. Maybe this is like the nature of where I'm at in my life, but I'm, I guess what, what I'm, what I'm wondering is like, do you, do you find that that's the case? Like I I'm asking because I've gotten drawn into, uh, to, uh, I'm a big, big fan of efficiency. I, and I'm a big fan of like, you know, the, the personal hacking type stuff, like biohacking, you know, improving and getting things done faster and quicker. And ultimately that's always been what the issue is for me. It's like, I have a lot of things to do. I just got to get them done. I found that the, the calendar, like actually blocking out dates and times on my calendar is like probably the most effective thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't really give me a good overview of like the whole project. But when I'm only managing like a few few projects and, and maybe a, you know a handful of people here and there, they're not too complex. I kind of already know where things are at. Generally speaking, like is that enough, or would you recommend like no? Here are some things you like. What are the critical things you definitely need? Would you say like for any person who's trying to run a business or or, or grow any kind of operation? I think that's a that's a great point, and you know <clears throat> I've been through that cycle myself, yeah. and I'm still sort of you know going ups and downs in in all of them, and I've tried so many different tools myself like Trello, I've used Asana, uh, you know, I, I've used Evernote, I've never used Basecamp. Um, and, and then I keep on using calendar, my calendar uh, on and off as well, but not to the point where, okay, this, I'm going to be setting out uh, this much time for, you know, for this task and this much time for this task. Um, but rather, you know, just uh, a block of here are the things that I need to do. And I'm in that block, I'll be doing five things, you know, so things, things of that nature. I think that and I think, uh, again, everybody's personal capacities and preferences are, are different. A lot of people still like paper and pencil. Uh, in some cases, I do. Um, uh, but I, I prefer, to be honest, like, like I said, uh, I think to, for everyone to have a, a good sense of, of progress and, and efficiency is to, to, to be completely in the know of the big picture. And I think that they need to focus on uh, immediately. And I think that can help them give the, give a balance between what is urgent versus what is important. Oftentimes we just keep on focusing on what's urgent and lose the sight of what is important. So I, I've been thinking about this uh, actually a lot recently, this, this, uh, this piece, because that is where one of the things where I'm like, am I making forward progress or not? And sometimes right. it's hard to tell, especially if you're doing projects that are uh, take a long time, especially if you're doing work like blogging and podcasting, where it's a slow build, uh, those kind of things. Like you won't see an immediate reaction. It's not like a publish one thing and everything changes. It's like, it's a slow build, but so, so sometimes it's a lot of work over an extended period of time before you see if it's working or not. So when you cannot trust the feedback you're getting, right? Um, it's like, how do you know you're, you're moving in the right direction? So I was just thinking like, there, it seems like there's two things in terms of like me trying to, or this is again, me trying to figure out my own stuff. So I don't know how, the, hopefully this is helpful for other people in terms of thinking about it. But I found that like recently I've started to look at things like, okay, what is like one, one item I need to do today to build something? And then what is one critical thing I need to do to maintain something? Um, now there's always going to be more than one. Right. Which is that idea of like building versus maintaining. Like I've been doing a lot of yard work. I'm trying to, I'm trying to prep. I want to be totally self-sufficient on the land in like the next two or three years. So I've really been into the farming and the growing and the building. And I've, you know, so I get time to reflect on these things. And I think to myself, like there's the maintenance, like I got to mow the lawn like every, every week, but that doesn't help me with anything else. That's just, just the minimum. That's the cost of admission. You know, it's right. like the watering the, the, the plants, watering the, 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 the crops, knowing, you know, that's part of it that has to be done. But 
if you that's all you're doing, then there's no building that's that's happening. So I guess how do you look at things just in a, I guess on a personal or maybe on a project basis, like how you like is there a is does that make sense what I'm talking about, and is that something that you kind of consider or or what do you recommend in that context? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I think I think everybody has their own sets of categories. So like right. for instance, you have the 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 build versus the maintain. I have the the serving my clients versus developing new clients right. versus um, a, a creating new content for royalty, right? So I enjoy creating content a lot. Um, and whether that's for marketing purposes, whether it's to, you know, create courses that I, I get royalties out of, whether it's, you know, thinking about writing a book or creating a podcast, you know, that's content. So that's one set, one bucket for me. The other bucket is, you know, serving my existing clients. So I have to, you know, de facto have some time for that. And then <clears throat> bucket number three is how do I get more clients? And what am I doing about that? So, and there could be interchangeable links between the three. So, for instance, if I'm creating a you know some content that could drive in, in you know content marketing towards uh, uh, getting new clients, or if I'm serving existing clients, maybe through testimonials or referrals, I I I get new clients. You know, so um, it, it's 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 about having those buckets, and then you know to your point have weekly targets of where you want to go towards. And then some of these buckets and, and all the work that's going on in these buckets will are most likely going to take more than a week, right? So you want to target yourself as to when you want to reach certain milestones by. Um, so, you know, again, what does success look like for you? So for instance, if I was to go ahead and create a course, I want to go ahead and course get a course published by the end of October. What does that mean? Working yourself backwards towards it. So I think working backwards is something that's that's phenomenal, uh, worked phenomenally for me. And and also uh, the reason why um, putting a date to something, Tom, works so well because otherwise you, all you're doing is is dreaming, right? So I think I think and I think there's this quote that keeps on going out is you know uh, you know it. You you put a date to something, your your dream becomes a goal. You put tasks and action items associated to it, and that becomes a reality, right? So you dream of something, you put a date next to it, you you figure out what you want to do to get to it, um, and then you keep on acting on it. And I, like you said, there are certain things that you that will take a, a lot longer to getting that done, and and seeing the results out of it. And I think the key there is consistency. And I think. I, with project management in general, having some sort of consistency, giving you the the tools to hold yourself accountable, um, and making sure that you know you're not going haywire all over the place. Because this is something that happens to me all the time: is if I see something on on LinkedIn, or if I come across an article or a blog post that you know has some sort of a tactic or a strategy, I just go ahead and start trying that out instead of sticking to my plans. And sometimes, yes, some creativity, short hacks here and there can help, but you have to keep sight on your longer term vision and goals. And and that structure, um, whether again, it's in a, a notepad somewhere, it's on a whiteboard somewhere, it's in a tool somewhere, um, can, can really help you with. So, uh, you know, define your categories, figure out what you want to do, put a date next to it, break it down into tasks and then start following it.
I love it. Well, I mean, I think that's a good place for us to, to wrap up because I want to be respectful of your time. Hussein, this has been really, uh, really interesting and useful for people who are interested in learning more about what you do connect with you. Uh, maybe they're even interested in the PMO route as well, or just, uh, any, any type of your advice on the project management uh, side of things, where should they go and how should they reach out and connect with you? Yes, Tom, uh, you know, they can go to my site, uh, Parvaz, cc.com that's p-a-r-w-a-a-z-c-c.com or they can just write directly to me at hussain h-u-s-s-a-i-n at parwazcc.com that's p-a-r-w-a-a-z-c-c.com or just search for hussain bandakwala on linkedin and uh, you'll find me as a guy who's who's writing and talking about pmos and is a linkedin learning author I love it. Well, Hussein, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches. I encourage everybody to go check out his work. And yeah, man, it's a real pleasure. It's always fun catching up with you. Thanks so much for having me, Tom. I had a great time. Are you trying to grow your online business, but struggling to get new customers consistently and predictably? Are you tired of working nonstop only to see your income plateau? Are you ready to step off the hustle hamster wheel, as I call it, and step onto a path of predictable profit that you can scale as much or as little as you want? Don't worry, you're not alone. I've been there. When I first got started, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I started reading blogs and listening to podcasts by people I respected and wanted to learn from. I slowly but surely put their recommendations into practice. But because I wanted to do it all myself, maybe you, you're something like that, right? And you love to do, do it by yourself, learn through trial and error. Well, bottom line is it took forever. Results were unpredictable when I was first getting started. I wasn't sure where to spend my time, money, and energy. And shiny penny syndrome got the best of me on more than one occasion. For many entrepreneurs, the amount I sacrificed, working literally nonstop in some cases in my spare time, and 12 and 14-hour days routinely after going full-time, combined with the endless fog of war, aka that uncertainty that I had to deal with at all times because I was going it alone, I think that would have been enough for most entrepreneurs to throw in the towel. But I was persistent, focused, and I stayed humble. Day after day, I worked to grow the traffic to my website, increase my list of subscribers, and generate a healthy living for my eBooks, eCourses, and other digital products. At least that was the goal. But maybe more important than the work was that I paid attention to what I was doing, including what worked and what didn't. Eventually, I discovered a predictable pattern of growth. And so what I did was I just doubled down on those things, and I scrapped or sidelined the other things that weren't working so well. Finally, two years after resigning my commission as a captain in the army and going full-time on my online business front with my blog, with my podcast, etc. I replaced my income with digital product income. Two years. And so if that's where it stopped, I would have been happy with it. I would have been happy with the results. I wouldn't have complained. I would have been very content just replacing my income. But the bottom line is it was so much work. I wanted to you know, see if it could go somewhere else, right? So I just kept doing what I was doing, but better, faster, and more effectively. Again, just kind of applying the same system that I discovered uh, from seeing these patterns emerge, right? So I implemented it, I kept doing it. And eventually replacing my income turned into doubling my income. And then that turned into a little bit more and a little bit more. But not just that, it afforded me the freedom to dictate my day and also choose the projects I want to work on, on the schedule and on the timeline I want, and to work with the people I want to work with. And to me, that's like a whole new level of freedom, especially coming from the military. It's something I've never really had that level of complete autonomy until I became my own boss. I started my own business and until ultimately until it became profitable enough for me to start to take a step back and actually reap the rewards of it 
because it's not all just working, working, working. And I do believe it's hard work. And I'll always say that nothing about doing this stuff is easy. But at the same time, you've got to reap the rewards at some point and take some of that profit, uh, even if you're just reinvesting it into new assets and things like that. Bottom line is, it can't just be work, right? Entrepreneurship and business is about that result that occurs, the value you've created and the profit, that, that piece of value that you've captured, okay? And you want to be able to reap the rewards of that profit, of that value, that little sliver of value that you get to capture, that you get to net, right? You want to be able to take advantage of that. Otherwise, you know, the entrepreneurship game really does become just a grind. And, and for, I think, a lot of entrepreneurs, unfortunately, it becomes meaningless, and that's when they quit. Well, for me, I love this stuff. I really, truly do. I mean, it is my thing. And so that's why I didn't just stop where I was at. I've stayed committed to learning everything I can about all aspects of this online business world and this online marketing world. And I do this through real world application. In other words, I'm currently growing several online businesses and I'm always putting my ideas to the test in real time with my own money, with my own time and energy, oftentimes with employees, you know, a lot of some, some stuff more advanced, some stuff more simple, but you know, so varying levels of complexity and again, in different spaces, different niches. And I can say, you know, bottom line, I've always loved the startup hustle, but I got to say, it's nice to now be in a position where I can get big results with much less effort. Thanks to having built the foundation of my business the right way. And again, I did it all through trial and error, but I don't think that that's the way that everyone needs to do it. And in fact, looking back on it, if I had to redo it, I don't know if I would. It was so difficult to just go it alone and try to figure everything out by myself. So one of the things I've tried to do is give back with this podcast, with my blog, and with my newsletter. But maybe even more rewarding than any of this stuff, while I've enjoyed all of it, I think the thing that I'm enjoying the most, that I find most engaging and rewarding, is the premium business mastermind and coaching program I run called 100K Academy. Inside 100K Academy, I help ambitious entrepreneurs who are very driven and excited to be doing what they're doing. I help them grow their reach, their influence, and their profit using my proprietary marketing system. That's the same one I use to scale my own online businesses from zero to multiple six figures and beyond, and the same system I use to help my clients reach the New York Times, Wall Street Journal bestseller list, set Kickstarter funding records, and create viral product launches that have turned into predictable revenue streams. So lots and lots of case studies that you can find at tommorcus.com. If you're curious, just go to tommorcus.com slash about, and that'll get you started. Most importantly, this system is one that 100K Academy members and alumni have used to achieve tremendous results, like Alexa, who used it to have her most profitable year ever, or Tina, who used it to make five figures from a sales funnel that she can now replicate and scale, and that's exactly what she's doing, or Carrie, who made over $75,000 in just seven days. And the crazy part about his story was that his online business was actually a side hustle up until that first profitable launch, which he has then been able to grow and scale. And he subsequently quit his job following that very successful week. And I think that that has been just a game changer for Carrie and the life he's living and the work he gets to do and the impact he gets to make on the world because of the great work he's doing now, because he was able to figure out a system that would get him the targeted traffic, the subscribers, the sales to grow a profitable online business. Bottom line, if you want to grow your online business from six to seven figures, but you flatlined or you're struggling, or you just want to be told what to do and when to do it and in what order, right? And you want a system that is predictable and scalable and isn't just you know another shiny penny, but actually will fit right into your business. It plugs in and is something that you can truly grow. I want you to go to tommorcus.com slash academy. 
That's tomworkis.com slash academy. Academy is spelled A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Go to tomworkis.com slash academy, and you'll find a page on my website with more details about 100K Academy, the business mastermind coaching program I run, as well as instructions on what to do next. Again, that's tomworkis.com slash academy. And if you're serious about growing your reach, influence, or profit, just follow the instructions and we'll be in touch, okay? Again, tomworkis.com slash academy. Go ahead and head over there now. That's it for today. Stay frosty.